0: Hello and welcome to Walk the Pod, the daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog. My name is Rachel Wheatley, a comedian walking along a cycle path in Wimbledon, southwest London, under a sky full of low cloud. I would say it is octa, I would say like seven and three quarters, which is uh, very nearly total cloud coverage. But it's not Miz, it's a beautiful warm day. There's lots of people out and about walking their pups, jogging, uh, lots of pigeons fluttering around and meadowy, meadowy grassland to the left. So it's a beautiful day to be alive. Welcome to Walk the Pod. So it's warm but grey on the bike track today. Um little bees pollinating the dandelions as I walk through this meadowy bit. And um I had some correspondence on positive envy. I was talking yesterday about how positive envy is a thing. Envy can be something that you experience for good reasons, which drives us to positive action, when we envy somebody for positive attributes such as generosity, wisdom. Nope, that's those are the only two things that are good. Um, generosity and wisdom, uh, and if we can, if we can identify the fact that we feel envious of the people who are like this because of these traits and this drives us to be more wise or or, more generous, then that's a good thing. So I've had had a note from my dad today uh, on that. He says... The idea of positive envy is interesting but I'm not sure there isn't another word for it such as aspiration or ambition. The best definition of envy I've come across is envy is like taking poison yourself and expecting someone else to die. Now <laughs> this basically I'm having I'm having a sort of semantic intervention made by my dad here which is that it's the wrong word that's what he's basically saying. Um admiration is the word perhaps he says and he also says that there's a word in Pali or it might be Sanskrit, script, Sanskrit called mudita which is one of the four sublime states of Buddhism that means something like sympathetic joy, being overwhelmed with happiness by the fortunes of others. We don't have an equivalent in English unfortunately. I pointed out to him that there is a word in English um, which has been co-opted by the polyamorous community, which is compersion, which is about genuine happiness and joy for your partner's sort of experiences and love for their other partner who isn't you. Very hard to do. Um, And, and I know that the people who I, who I know from that community and myself find it monumentally difficult uh, and, and indeed it is. And maybe that's because Polly is not for everybody. Um, my dad didn't have any comments to make on this which is which is fair. Uh, <laughs> that's just me bringing my stuff into every single conversation. Uh, Medita. Medita means, I'm reading this off Wikipedia, Medita means joy especially sympathetic or vicarious joy or the pleasure that comes from delighting in other people's well-being. The traditional paradigmatic example of this mind state is the attitude of a parent observing a growing child's accomplishments and successes. Well, I mean, that's, that's a really nice word. And I agree that we don't have that word. We don't have a word for delighting in our children's accomplishments and successes or or the accomplishments and successes of our friends um so mudita is perhaps perhaps that in itself is something to aspire to this series can i find mudita in my life and enjoy the successes of my friends um yeah, sometimes I can, sometimes sometimes I don't want to hear about the successes of my friends um, because they make me feel like I'm not achieving enough or not successful enough or not happy enough myself, and that is the bad kind of envy. That is something that I can work on, but you know, it depends on the relationship with the person. To some extent, if I have a good relationship with the person, I have medita. If my relationship with the person has soured, I have sort of avoidant envy, where I don't have to be envious because I just refuse to acknowledge or connect with them in any way. Am I proud of this? Absolutely not, Poddies. I can tell you that. I can tell you that with complete confidence and certainty. I am not proud. Of this at all. Anyway, but I wanted to read you uh, an extract from the book that I got the bit about Positive Envy from, which I sort of just sort of vaguely remembered for you yesterday. But seeing as we've had a bit of interest in Positive Envy today on the pod, I thought I would read you the actual extract. Having said yesterday, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to bang on about the books I'm reading so much. Here I am, banging on about the books I'm reading so much but hey, something to do, isn't it? Uh, if there's one thing I can be absolutely relied upon for it's for saying confidently that I'm either going to do something or not going to do something and then doing the exact opposite the day after. And that's usually because when I say I'm absolutely going to do something or absolutely not going to do something, it is me sort of trying something out in order to see whether 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 it sounds like a good idea and feels like a good idea to say Um, and it usually means that i haven't actually decided at all and i'm just sort of thinking about it lots of doubt and uncertainty bodies not like the 160 creative women of history that i've been reading about recently anyway enough about what i've been reading about on with the actual quote from the book um Okay, so this, this is a book called How to Worry Less About Money. It's not actually really about that as much as it sounds like it is. It's a philosophy book uh, from the from the School of Life, um, which is edited by Alain de Botton. And this is by John Armstrong, this book. And he's talking about, he's essentially talking about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs from... I think it was 1968, Maslow made a triangle of needs, which I made a parody triangle of during lockdown, which uh, is somewhere on my Instagram. What is Rachel Wheelie up to? If you want to follow me there, Um, but, but, anyway, the original Maslow's hierarchy of needs triangle basically talks about basic needs, middle needs, and higher needs uh, basic needs are things like what i 'm looking for at the moment, like paid employment. Um, middle needs are sort of slightly more slightly more complex things um, which which you know you could you could sort of say like things that you want to gain for the respect of society perhaps um, and then higher needs are kind of like you know your 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 um what is it called when you when you you know it's like it's like creative and artistic development and and sort of philosophical happiness and you know like like things for your soul things for your soul I think is probably the best way to put it anyway, so he's sort of talking about the The way that higher needs and status, uh, you know, the interplay between higher needs and status. Anyway, anyway, I want to read this quote and perhaps this will help in our conversation about positive envy or mudita or admiration. It's not wrong to admire someone or to think of them as enviable. What we must ask is why we admire and what it is that we envy. If someone has high status because they are wise, generous, sensitive to beauty, and bring out the best in others, then absolutely their high status is deserved. If we envy those qualities in them, and therefore seek to acquire them ourselves, then envy is playing a productive role in life. But if we confer status on the basis of what credit card an individual has, or where he went to school, or what car he drives, then status does not align with merit. In general, we tend to regard envy as corrosive and to be avoided, but it can be valuable if our envy points us in the right direction. So, I I don't want to get too hung up on the words whether positive envy is the wrong word or whether admiration is a better word particularly. I think the, the point I'm interested in is if i envy somebody for their stuff i think probably i can just allow that particular thought train to leave the station without getting on it um if i admire somebody or envy somebody because of their positive qualities and that drives me to action in trying to become somebody who also has those positive qualities, then that's good. And whether you want to call that mudita or positive envy or admiration or you know, whatever word you want to use, the point is that a feeling of envy can actually be constructive rather than destructive. And I think that's the distinction as far as that's what I'm really interested in, is it is it constructive? Or destructive? Is it making me feel terrible about myself and driving me to buy random things and doom scroll on social media, or is it is it pushing me into positive action, like reading and researching about something interesting, or trying to develop an, a more open heart and open mind? When I come into contact with my friends and colleagues, more successful creative projects, of which there are lots, um, and mostly, mostly I am genuinely delighted for them. Um, i trying to trying to actually trying to improve that all the time. The more delighted I can genuinely be about my friends' projects the happier I feel about those relationships and the more I feel like this is a good relationship because I genuinely feel happy for them and that's great. Um, Okay this is the end of uh, series 14 episode 2. Thank you very much for getting in touch if you have. And if you'd like to leave me a voice note, you can go to rachelweelyisfunny.com leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice, on Positive en- Envy, Admiration, or Mudita, or indeed anything else at all. If you would like to support the show, there are three ways you can do that. You can leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, please go and grapple with iTunes to do that for me, if you wouldn't mind, because i, I figure that probably is um is the one that has the most influence on these things um secondly you can join the walk the pod walking club if you go to patreon.com forward slash rachel wheelie is funny you can join tier one uh to keep me in tea bags while i make the podcast you can join tier two to buy me a drink at the end of my walk and I will be going for one of those later this evening. And uh, alternatively, you can join on tier three, which is the VIP tier in which you get a guided tour of the Walk the Pod set. And thirdly, you can tell a friend about the show. Tell them about how it's a walking podcast in which we discuss positive and negative emotions and how to be a person in the world. I would really appreciate that. And if you can't remember how they can access it, just tell them they can go to rachelwheeliesfunny.com and they will find everything that they need to start listening there. Thank you for walking with me. Take care of yourselves and each other. And please make sure that you're speaking kindly to yourself.